Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Today is Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Good morning. This morning we're going to talk about uh, the state of rental apartment development in Canada. I have a really good article from bnnbloomberg.ca about where we stand uh, with rental apartment buildings, how far it's come in the last year compared to the last decade, kind of a look at what happened uh, to apartments versus condos in the past decade as well. So I'm excited to uh, read through that one and get your response. Also going to talk, dig in a little bit more to what Houston Street and Indwell are doing with Houston Street Baptist Church's new building. I'm going to provide you some numbers on that. And I have another interview, a short interview from the Wealth Hacker Conference uh, last Saturday. The idea for these short interviews, there's going to be one, I did 25 or 25 or 27 of them. And the idea of these short interviews is just to give you episode by episode, a snapshot of an investor's life. We had everybody from successful experienced in real estate developers to a student who is just starting out. So let's jump into that interview. All right, so let's get your name and then the best way for people to contact you. Uh, It's uh, Dave Tootle. And best way to contact me is probably through email, dtootle at hotmail.com. Okay, so what's your favorite investing strategy? Uh, I like real estate. Real estate, buy and hold, fix and flip? Uh, Usually buy and hold. Are you financially Uh, independent? Yes. What got you there? Uh, Probably my day job. Uh, which is a, a, a chiropodist or foot specialist. Yeah. So in the medical field, but uh, unfortunately, with that kind of work, you have to be at work to make money. Yes. So. But you were able to save enough that now you can live off the whatever your money is making for you. I could, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fire off a, a few quick snap things and uh, just a couple questions. So, uh, rent or own? Should should you rent or own your primary property? Uh, well, today, if I had to do it again, I would rent. Okay. Uh, just because of all the write-offs. Right. And then uh, cash flow or appreciation? Cash flow for sure. Thank yeah. you, David. No problem. Houston Street Baptist Church had the opportunity to buy a building on James Street North. It's still thick in their community, but bigger property. And they had to jump at it. million was the purchase price, but they saw opportunity for a lot more. What they ended up doing was partnering with Indwell, who builds and refurbishes old buildings into affordable housing units here in Hamilton and in Woodstock, London, Mississauga, Simcoe. So now what they're doing is not only are they building a new church, but they're on top of that church, on top of their sanctuary and community center, they're building 47 affordable housing units. This is just a deep in their service to their community. So here's some some statistics on on what Houston Streets, what their church community looks like. 41% of their community lives in poverty, the poorest in the city, compared to 18% in the city. So 41% of their community specifically wrestles with poverty compared to 
citywide, 18%. Concentration of poverty in that community is intense. Twice as many families or individuals in their community are Ontario Works or Ontario Disability Support compared to the city's average. 59% of single-parent families live in poverty in their community compared to 29% in the city. 55% of children under 6 in their community live in poverty compared to 26. That's a staggering statistic. 36% of seniors in their community live in, live in poverty compared to 16% across the city. This is a community that where low it's, it's a low-income community where poverty is concentrated for whatever reason. And Houston Street is com has been committed since its inception uh, to serve to serve these people in, in the most practical ways possible. So when they saw this building come up for sale on James Street, they saw opportunity for deeper service. So they have a, a really old church building on Houston Street, hence Houston Street Baptist, but uh, it's 8,000 square feet, which isn't anything to balk at, but what they're getting now is 30,000 square feet, plus 40 set with the, with the renovations and rebuilding, it'll be 47 affordable housing units. So they're getting a 30,000 square foot community center versus an 8,000 square foot church and 47 affordable housing units. It's going to cost them $17 million. Now, they've definitely done an amazing job between partnering with the government, with Indwell, and their own community. They've raised over $10 million. I think I think it's safe to say they've raised about 11 or $12 million already. I'm going to get a real number on that, though, because they now only need $5.7 million dollars now so that initial price tag went up because of tariffs on aluminum so right now they're standing at about 5.7 5.9 million dollars left to raise let's this community people that i know people that you know let's contribute another million okay let's find people to donate a hundred million dollars have you donated a hundred million dollars before if not, now is definitely the time because it's going to some going to a community that's already active. They're already serving groceries to uh, as uh, to this community. They are already providing clothing to this community. They're already providing mental um, uh, uh, mental health support to this community. They are already pro providing support to the youth in this community. This, they already have projects in place that are busting the seams of the space that they are currently in. Not to mention what they are adding on to their service, like adding the space will allow them to serve more people, but adding multiple floors of affordable housing units, 47 of, uh, units to be exact, deepens their impact in this, in this community. No matter what your religious affiliations, this is a drastic and very present need. Let's step up to the plate. Let's add our might. This is, I've, I've been kind of ranting about this to people I talk to lately. Money is a lever. It's a tool. No more, no less. It, it has no moral value in and of itself. But when you use it, it the more you have, it acts as a lever. It, it gives you more. You don't have to put as much effort on your end to lift more on the other end. So if we can add all our might, 
on our end? How much could we lift on their end, on Indwell and Houston Street Baptist's end? Let's do it, okay? $100, $1,000, $10,000. I'm giving regularly monthly, personally. So I'm invested in this. If you want us, if you, um, there will be links in the show notes to contribute uh, directly. If you want, if you want more information, I can set up a meeting with uh, the church administration, with the pastoral staff, with uh, Indwell, so that you can vet these people for yourselves. And let's give big here, okay? I really, I know we can step up and do some really sweet stuff here. So email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca or check out the show notes for specific links. And let's make a difference. This morning I have an article from bnnbloomberg.ca title is rental buildings making a comeback as housing crunch pushes demand returns matthew bucal remembers a couple years back at a conference in calgary where someone got confused over the difference between condo and rental apartment buildings people had only seen condo apartments for so long they forgot people built rental said bucal a vice president at real estate services firm Altus Group. Decades of underinvestment made dedicated rental buildings an afterthought for many, but the industry has been quietly gathering momentum and attracting deep-pocketed investors. Some 72,000 rental units were under construction across the country in the last quarter, according to Canada Mortgage and Housing Corp. That's up by more than 12,500 from a year ago double the level of, of five years ago, and almost five times the number that were being built a decade ago. The recent growth, propelled by a combination of rising population, increasingly out-of-reach homeownership, and a lack of rental supply, has come about gradually enough that many haven't noticed, said Bukal. It's come along slowly, where I don't think it has shown up on a lot of people's radar. The market, however, is now booming. With a record investment of $8.3 billion last year, according to real estate firm CBRE, while PWC, <laughs> oh gosh, all the letters, while PWC said in its latest real estate outlook that the sector's landscape is stronger than it has been in any other time in history. It's a strong statement, especially considering what the 80s brought us. The resurgence in dedicated rental buildings is important because they provide more stability for renters than individual condo rentals, which owners can take off the market with little notice. While many cities are desperate for new rental stock to address extremely low vacancy rates, the low vacancy rates, which are under 1% in Toronto and Vancouver, have pushed rents up in major cities, helping to attract more institutional and private equity investors who like the improving returns on rentals as well as the long-term cash flows they provide. Rental builds also provide diversification for big developers like Rio Can Oxford, and Oxford Properties, which have been looking to make better use of the sprawling footprint for their mall parking lots and retail spaces. That's actually a big thing. Probably a month back, I remember reading an article about um, Ottawa. That's what uh, was it Rio Can was doing in Ottawa. 
one of the big develop mall developers in Ottawa is taking their aging uh, uh, strip malls, mall plazas, um, with the parking space that they have, developing it into mixed-use commercial, uh, residential, and parking, underground parking. Anyway. Uh, Oxford started to push into the rental space a decade ago and says it now sees the increased demand for rentals as a permanent shift. With demographic changes and lifestyle changes, we just think that's structural, that more people or an increasing part of the population is going to choose to rent over owning a home, said Tyler Seaman, head of multi-residential for North America at Oxford. Oxford, the real estate investment arm of the Ontario Municipal Pension Fund, started into rentals by buying existing stock, but steadily rising prices for buildings and general lack of supply have pushed it and others into building more of their own. Development is going to be an increasingly important part of our program, said Seaman. By building new... Developers can add the amenities and build quality uh, and build quality renters have come to expect after renting in condo developments, he said. To make the economics work, many developers are relying on rental rates at the higher end of the spectrum. But Seaman said Oxford also plans to build mid-market rentals as it expands rentals from about 6% of its portfolio to somewhere between 10 and 20%. Developers are also seeing the value of holding on to increasingly scarce land in big cities. At a real estate panel in early October, Dream Unlimited Financial Chief Officer Pauline... Okay, let me get her last name right. Pauline Alim Chandani... Alim Chandani... said the company was shifting from condo to rental developments to preserve their land base in Toronto. Pretty much almost all of it we're planning on building and owning for the long term. That is a big shift from where we were when we went public just a few years ago. Condo builds, however, still dominate in Toronto and Vancouver, in part because high land costs make the quick payout of condo buildings more attractive and because condo developers already control so much of the land base, said Bucal at Altus. In Toronto, there were about 700, or sorry, 7,800 rental units under construction in September, compared with 56,000 condo units. In Vancouver, where a softer condo market has pushed some developers to shift re to rentals, there were 9,300 rentals to 31,400 condos. Montreal had 14,700 rentals under development compared to 10,500 condos. The boom in rentals could go a long way to addressing low vacancy rates in many cities, but it but is still far from what's needed to offset rising population for Toronto. A recent C RBC report determined that Toronto would have to build an average of 26,800 units per year to bring vacancy rates up to a healthy 3% over, while build rates in other cities look like they could address gaps in a couple years. So this is 
a beautiful example um, of what a lot of landlords have been seeing. And it's when, when institutional money starts to move into a market, uh, you know that rents have <laughs> climbed to uh, an interesting place because, or rent versus price, really. Institutional money usually comes in where there's a little bit more stability and safety in a market. And so when prices are increasing and rents are increasing, it means that there are there's usually enough income attention. So whether there's jobs coming in or just higher paying jobs or whatever, there it's usually because there's uh, it's attracting a class of tenant that is generally more stable. It also means that expensive uh, buildings are more expensive and rents are higher and your cap rates so the amount of rent you can get versus the price you paid straight up cash uh yeah without mortgaging price paid for the the property without a mortgage um they compress cap rates compress so it's a good sign in the sense that we're gonna get buildings. Actually, you know, it's funny in this case, they're they're moving away from building, or sorry, they're moving away from purchasing and more into development, I think, which is extremely essential because there isn't, we don't have a whole lot of apartment stock. Ha Hamilton does, Hamilton had, a, but there was actually a lot of apartment stock that got, chopped up into condos and when I say chopped up I just mean title wise uh, but there's a lot of mid-rise buildings that and that were that ended up getting turned into condos and Hamilton city of Hamilton put a stop to that several years ago so because it realized what it was what it was losing so even with prices increasing and the institutional money and and rents increasing and, and institutions seeing the potential for it. it prices are still too high for institutions to justify making these purchases so they're real they're building and they're looking for land so if you have old rundown buildings or vacant parking or parking lots or vacant land or whatever or anything that can be turned into an apart a condo or apartment building you know you might have something that these institutional buyers might be interested in I'd love to hear your experiences uh, in dealing with big developers like Rio Can, Oxford Properties, Fengate, who else? You know, all of them. Email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So, recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a. Let me know... If, if you develop, if you've built rentals, even duplexes, triplexes, sixplexes, if you've built rental units, purpose-built rental units, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you on Real Estate and Coffee. Reach out and let's talk. If you know of someone who builds or if you know of someone who's been talking about the housing crisis, send them this episode. I'd love to hear their thoughts. Subscribe on whatever app you're listening to right now so that you get real estate Canadian real estate news every morning, Monday to Saturday, and to make sure that we reach more people, to make sure that more people 
get ready access to real estate news every morning on their commute in you know in the middle of doing the dishes or cleaning or whatever their day looks like uh, because dishes and cleaning the bathroom is when I listen to a lot of podcasts please rate and review real estate and coffee on iTunes I've been watching the stats we've been at this for just over two months now and already the Apple podcast portion of our listeners has exceeded every all the other portions not combined but every other individual portion it, it, it's it's sl- slowly overtaking all the other platforms so if you can rate and review on Apple podcasts what it's going to do is it's going to tell Apple that this is a worthwhile podcast to put out there and more Canadians are going to get access to um, real estate news and it's not just news articles like I said if I, I do interviews and, and as you heard in this episode and we deep dive demographic shifts market trends tech real estate tech trends and we talk to uh, sector specific experts insurance experts mortgage experts realtors developers anybody who has their hands to the grindstone in real estate we talk to them and get you first-hand news okay thank you so much for listening I hope your Wednesday is fantastic. It was a full moon last night. I had a beaming into my bedroom this morning. Don't know what that means for today, but I hope it means that your Wednesday is excellent.